Hello, and welcome to Psychotherapy. I'm going to be your psychotherapist today, and our altitude will be 37,000 feet, <laughs> feet over the Rocky Mountains because it's also an airplane. I'm Jet Dunlap. This is Psychotherapy. This is episode 58, I think. Um, this episode has already, the tone of this episode has already been set up. This is a Cuckoo Nuts episode, and, uh, and I talk about the movie The Time Machine, um, not the H.G. Wells original black and white one, which I saw on VHS and my grandmother Irma's house. Uh, I'm talking about the one with, I think it's Guy Pierce and Jeremy Irons. I don't remember the woman who's in it, but I probably should. So we talk about the time machine. Then we talk about a day in the life of Jet Dunlap when he doesn't take his attention deficit disorder medication. And uh, then we talk about uh, how I learned how to drift shopping carts and that I'm thinking about a career in that. And I, I think I talk about a little bit of the uh, holidays season. So sit back, relax, don't close your eyes if you're driving, but if you're not driving, do whatever you want, and enjoy episode 58 of Psychotherapy. And that episode is going to start... It's that season. Have I talked about that enough? That it's the season? The season? That's right. We are in, or I am in, who knows when you are. Like I've said before, this is probably... Have you ever seen that movie, Time Machine? <laughs> uh, the original one I saw was on VHS at my grandmother's house. She is since deceased. I don't think there's any... Falcor is dancing around on the floor right now. Sorry, she interrupted my conversation about VHS. Um, Falcor is my dog, not the actual luck dragon from the never-ending story, which ended, by the way. I don't know what she's up to. Anyway, not the movie, but the dog. So the time machine <laughs> on VHS, uh, the original one, I don't know if it did this, although that was a great movie too. Um, and uh, do you hear that tapping? My dog is just jumping around for some reason. Anyway, so <laughs> what were we talking about? The Time Machine? Was that it? Yeah, okay. So The Time Machine by H.G. Wells, I think, is the original one. Um, <laughs> Falcor, calm down, okay? She's <laughs> she's not liking the fact that I'm talking right now. She uh, She's, she's roused about it. Okay, stay still, dog. I'm doing a podcast, okay? You can't be associate producer... If you're going to keep wanting... Now she's running across my lap. Anyway, great stuff for radio. So I was talking about H.G. Wells. I think you brought it up. It wasn't actually me. And uh, so it's funny because this whole story is just about a story. Oh, my God. This is such a diversion or diversion. I was going to say that in the H.G. Wells with Guy Pierce, um, there is... Uh, there is a part where they go into the future and they have all these, uh, <laughs> oh my God, I haven't taken my medication in a while. So this is just too much for me to think about the rabbit hole that I'm in. I'm in like six levels deep of inception right now. And they didn't even go that far because time on the outside. Oh my God. Now I'm doing inception. Somebody stop this train. I need to get off. What I was going to say is that people won't listen to, the, to this. And my dog is dancing around again. People won't listen to this till far into the future. So it doesn't matter what year or time of season it is. And all of this started by the fact that it is December 20th. 
And that is what started this cacophony of bullshit, um, which is really what this episode should be called. But I don't think I'll do that. Anyway, so, my God, hold on. Where were we? Were we talking about the uh, Guy Pierce time machine? Was it Guy Pierce? Yeah, it was. The Eloy and the uh, Warlocks, Morlocks. So now I'm just going to tell you about the time machine. It was this movie by H.G. Wells I originally saw at my grandmother's house because she used to get those, like, Westinghouse videos. And uh, and so she got all these cool VHSs, and I saw the time machine. <laughs> the Guy Pierce one. It's so funny because I'm not high. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the opposite of it. I'm not on my medication today. Um, I Well, I was earlier, not as much as I usually take. Why am I telling you this? Because the show's called uh, Psychotherapy. That's right. It's about mental health with shades of gray. I'm going to stick with the time machine and then I'm going to get back to my haircut that I'm about to start, okay? And I have a crystal light cup that is near my feet because I'm in my, uh, let's call it a house, a house with a steering wheel. I'm in my house with a steering wheel right now and uh, long-time listeners will get that. You new-time listeners, you're going to have to go through the archives just like in that movie, The Time Machine with Guy Pierce. So, bam, took it right back to the beginning. Gosh, if it's not with Guy Pierce, I'm in trouble. But uh, the story, if you haven't heard of it, is about the Morlocks and the Eloy. Well, first off, this guy from colonial times, which is not the time it was. He, this guy who makes the time machine, he's during the time of a Christmas story time. So what was that? Like the 1700s England or something like that? Or maybe he was in America. <laughs> and uh, he builds a time machine out of what looks like a beautiful, beautiful espresso machine. Like when I saw this movie, the current one, the one that was like, I don't know, 2000s, um, I wanted that prop piece because it's so beautiful. Look it up. So he goes into the future and he sees the world changing. And unlike Back to the Future, he, the world changes around the room he's in. Okay. So he's stationary, which kind of makes sense. I mean, the whole driving in the future just seems like a Hollywood device. Obviously, time travel is stationary. But uh, so he does this time traveling, goes in the future. And then uh, he goes to a place where the moon has exploded, which is really cool, like a concept as far as the future. We start terraforming the moon or, you know, trying to, I think we put hotels there. We as in the future that takes place in this movie. We haven't done that really. So if you're just listening to this first time and you think that we're going to the moon, <laughs> we're not. Well, we actually are in 2021. I put a Facebook comment about that. I'm like, the future is the 60s. Because spoiler alert, we already went to the moon. Anyway, sidebar. So uh, I should make a uh, a protein bar called the sidebar well, for lawyers. That'd be smart. Lawyer protein joke. Um, so he goes in the future and there's this, uh, like the cops see him. He comes out of nowhere, right? He's exploring the future. Pretty cool idea. I mean, I wish I could do this. Is that is that worth saying that it would be fun to have a time machine? I think everyone believes that. So he goes in the future <laughs> and uh, they build this hotel on the moon and it somehow while they're doing it, they blow up the moon, you know, and back then we didn't understand science. It was like 2002, you know, there was like barely any internet. Uh, we wore shoes on our heads and we walked backwards and, uh, we drank water through our fingers. It was a different time for those of you, uh, youngsters, generation Z, we didn't have, uh, like cell phones. So, uh, we believed it. We're like, Oh, okay. When you go into the future, the moon just blows up. So then something happens, he's getting a fight with someone, he gets knocked out. And what happens to him is he falls onto the lever of this beautiful time machine. You should look it up right now. Do yourself a favor. The time machine. 
with Guy Pierce, probably. Jeremy Irons is in it too, and he's also in The Watchmen, that which really was great. We just finished the season finale of that. And uh, so he goes in the future, he, he falls on this lever, and so he goes way into the future. And it's so cool because he's watching, well, he's not watching, we're the audience watching, he's knocked out. We're watching the whole like planet just change, uh, you know, his landscape going from like, there's all the people and then they build this giant civilization and then it collapses and then it turns into like nature. And then when he finally wakes up, he falls into the civilization of people who would be closest to like American Indians. And they only have a very primitive understanding of what our culture, our culture being today, or even the future culture was, because it's so far in the future, like it's in the 3000s. They're the Eloi, and they live in this utopia, basically, where everything is provided. They live in these cliffs. They have these beautiful canoes. Everyone's just this beautiful language. Everyone's beautiful language. That doesn't make any sense. If you're going to tell a nonsense story about the movie The Time Machine, at least get your language right, Jet. This is when I'm like, when I'm at the end stages of my medication or, or past the end stages of my medication so let this be a warning to you kids don't get adhd <laughs> wear protection so anyway it's this utopia and the eloys are all friends and they have this great spirituality and there's like no crime and everyone's kind of communal and all that stuff however there's a downside the morlocks are these underground evil creatures and what they do in exchange for providing all this stuff for the Eloy is that every once in a while, they take one of them down into the sand and they eat them. So it's like this utopia, but the one, you know, catches that, uh, that these people are taken down into the ground and eaten. And the reason I told you that story is because I like to think that my show will not become popular until the year 3000. <laughs> The year 3000, um, which is how they pronounce it in the future, according to the Eloy. And that was, let me check the uh, archives here. That was about a, that was about a 10 minute little detour down Crazy Street on psychotherapy. So that is your little story about the time machine. So it's the holiday season. And doopity doop and a buckety buck and a doodly doo. It's the doodly doodly doo. I am not really exposed to the Christmas. Uh, right now, I'm actually looking outside, and I have a beautiful Christmas tree in front of my house car, and it's all illuminated in these beautiful white lights. Gina and I found it by the side of the, <laughs> by the side of the road like two years ago. It was just cast off, and we adopted it because we're heroes, and we put it up in our yard, and it stays out there all year round, and everyone thinks it's a real tree, and it's gorgeous. But other than that, you know, we've been doing a lot of work around the place, uh, getting ready for this Christmas party we're having tomorrow. You're not invited because you won't hear this till after the party. That's my trick. But the reason I'm not inviting you is not because I don't like you. It's because I don't know you. And uh, if I don't like you, it is because I don't like you. I don't go to the mall. I went to Costco today, and uh, and that's really tough for me. So let's talk about my actual situation with ADD and dyslexia. So today, I forgot to remember to not forget to take my medication, which I take for my attention deficit disorder, in case you didn't know that I had it, even though I mentioned it like six times. And so I felt weird, but I am so ADD, dyslexic, depressed, crazy person, and so much more, and so much more, uh, that's my infomercial for purchasing a jet, that I often forget that I forgot. Or here's the problem, this is how bad I am, I can't remember if I forgot or didn't forget. Now, if I take my medication double, that's going to be trouble. You see how that rhymes? And so I go, okay, I'm going to be ambitious. I pound a couple of rock stars. <laughs> 
not the drinks, um, Lenny Kravitz and, uh, I don't know, think of a rock star real quick. Oh my God, not Ashton Kutcher. He's not a rock star. Lenny Kravitz, who else is a rock star? Real quick, come on, come on. Oh man, this is tough. Uh, Axl Rose. Lenny Kravitz and Axl Rose are outside and I punched them both in the face because I had to pound some rock stars. And so I had enough throttle in the old uh, jet engine, wink, to uh, like go outside of my uh, my lair. And uh, I went out and got some propane. All systems go. We're fine. I even uh, got a round of five-car pileup. I didn't cause it. I know it seems like I would have. Had a very pleasant conversation with the propane gentleman who was peddling propane. Then I went to Harbor Freight. Harbor Freight and the... And the um, the place fries electronics. If you've ever been to both these places, they're built on ancient salespersons' graveyards or something because there is just a disgusting, neon, weird feeling in there that if you're there for too long, I had to call Gina, even though I had a list in my pocket of what I needed, and I had to call her and say, why am I here? Which is a thing she's accustomed to hearing. And she's like, you're just here for this. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> do I sound really unfunctional or dysfunctional? Okay, so understand this. I had things on my list that I didn't get there. But I walked out with two moving blankets and like industrial sized tie wraps. Are you getting how my brain works? I don't need any of that. I don't know why I bought it. Unless I'm planning on tying someone up in tie wraps and then putting them in a moving blanket. Maybe I do that when I'm sleeping. That's a great script. So then I go to Costco and I had to go to the Woodland Hills Costco, which is a little fancier, but it's got a bunch of a-hole jerk idiots who are just like, you know, those people who are upper crust-ish, but uh, they're more bravado and and like uh, putting on airs than anything else. So they're not really that fancy, but they sure act like it. Well, they drive shopping carts as poorly as they drive cars. So they're a bunch of bums. So I go down there and it's just as bad. Now what I did do, I'm just going to, I've already said this, but I'm giving you a view into the day in the life of this crazy guy. That whole thing I told you about the time machine story, this plays in my head, but unlike most people who can do a task and have like a little mental movie playing. I'm listening to an audiobook while I'm doing my task. I'm also talking to Gina while I have headphones in. Picture like 75 mental movies playing at the same time. That is how my brain works. It's like on 16, 20, I already said 75. So let's stick with 75 dimensions. That is how it is normally. So I'm at Woodland Hills and I start drifting my shopping cart. Like I push it out, but because the floor is really like shiny and smooth, I can, I can, I mean, I was getting good at this. Like I'd go straight down a row and there'd be, you know, these ladies shopping and, and well, guys too, women and men and goats and bears and whatever. And I would push the back wheels out and literally like drift this thing. And then I would catch it. And it was looking pretty cool. I mean, I, I, I assume that everyone was oppressed. <laughs> not oppressed. I did not oppress them with my shopping cart drifting skills. I impressed them with my shopping cart drifting school schools skills. And that's why I'm making my movie, Fast and Furious, Shopping Cart Drift. So I got some stuff there. I got it. Why am I? I'm not going to tell you that I got egg whites. That's one thing I promise you I won't tell. Or spinach. Ugh, gug, 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 gug. That's a Popeye reference. And uh, and then my wife, Gina, you've heard of her. I, I'm just reminding myself uh, of who that is. And uh, she said, get tortilla chips. Now, I was towards the checkout. I asked her if she wanted anything. And I was towards the checkout. I panicked because... I know read so good. And uh, I was going down every aisle. I don't, I've, j- this just jumped in my head. I've never read aisle signs. So I don't even know if Costco has them because again, 
uh, dodo bird. So I don't read those. So I just have to go down every aisle. And I, I kind of I have a tentative understanding of where the, the food section is. And then I'm like, well, I have to find the chip section. So then I find the chip section. And the chip section has like flavored chips, but no tortilla chips. I didn't mention that part, but that's key. Gina wanted tortilla chips for the party you're not invited to tomorrow. And um, so I'm going down the tortilla chip aisle and I start to panic. Well, I mean, not like, <laughs> not panicking out loud, but in my brain, I'm going red alert, red alert. So I go over and at the very end of the aisle is tortilla chips, but Jet in the past doesn't know this yet. So I'm like, oh my God, all these chips. I can't go home without the tortilla chips. It's the only thing Gina's asked me to do for her. And uh, and I can't explain. Well, I can't explain it. She would totally understand if I couldn't do it. But <laughs> I didn't want to. I could do this. It's tortilla chips. I'm a man of an age that I am. You know, I'm not going to tell you. You'll never know. But, uh, but I am that age. And that's true. So at the end of the aisle, spoiler alert, which I already told you earlier, so I should have told you spoiler alert earlier, I found the tortilla chips. Can you believe it? Yay! You're such a hero, Jet. And I left. And when I'm leaving, I'm like, I could kill like six birds with one stone, which I'd never do because I'm a vegetarian and I respect birds' life. Um, but uh, I go, I'm going to get a haircut. And I don't know that I need one. <laughs> Again, a view into my mind. I, okay, this is true. I usually get my haircut when my dog needs to be groomed because then I know that my hair is grown at the same speed as my dog's hair. And so when Gina's like, the dog's hair needs to be groomed, I'm like, oh, I must need a haircut. And that's how I know. <laughs> are, are you getting panicked that you've like taken my advice before? You're like, oh my God, this guy's a cuckoo bird and he likes birds. He doesn't eat birds. I should not listen to him. This is just one of those things. This is just a part of the whole package that is me. I make an appointment for supercuts. And I mean, that's not that complicated or interesting. I'm sorry, I shouldn't name drop. I do go to Supercuts and I make appointments. I make a reservation if they'll have me, which they do because I'm very important. I get in there and I notice the carpet is really disgusting. And this bothers me because I'm not on my medication. So I'm, I'm a little tweaky and it bothers me a lot. I'm like, this carpet is too messy to be a business. How can they be in business? It's like stained and disgusting and all this stuff. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. I don't like this. So I sit down. And the woman's like, hey, you're next. And I'm like, okay, fine. I sit there for like another two minutes and then I leave. I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I can't do this. <laughs> I gotta leave. And uh, the person behind the counter cuts hair, uh, allegedly, I don't know. She was answering phones. I assume she cuts hair. She's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And I, I went home and I told my wife, I'm like, yeah, you know, I did all this stuff, but I, I couldn't do the haircut because uh, because I, I panicked or I just, I, I couldn't wait that long. That's, that's how that story ends, is that I didn't get my haircut today. This... This episode was going to be about, uh, <laughs> it was going to be about, I don't know, I'm looking at my notes right now, how important vocabulary is in your understanding of uh, emotion and being able to articulate your feelings and how if you uh, don't command the vocabulary that uh, most people do, that you're going to be more frustrated they did a study with inmates years ago that people who are in jail have a lower vocabulary than most people. And it's not just based on intelligence. It's that the more vocabulary you have, the better you can articulate your feelings and do what I just did, which is narrate your experience. And therefore, you have less of that weighing on your heart. So you feel better as far as being able to be understood. And that was going to be the topic. But instead, the topic today was about a day in the life of Jet Dunlap. And that's a rare episode and a special episode. So I guess the moral of this story is that three ghosts visited me last night, the ghost of Christmas past, 
Christmas present, and Christmas future. And something to do with Lenny Kravitz and also Axl Rose. And remember, the spirit of Christmas was inside you the whole time. Happy Holidays from Jet Dunlap. I'm out of words. I enjoyed this episode. I hope you did too. So this was Psychotherapy. I hope you enjoyed the story of Time Machine. We'll talk to you next time.